Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. Today we will review Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, for you. My name's Wayne. Well, you're almost correct, You Wayne. and your fucking colon, my dick. It's Rebel Moon hyphen Part dicks. 1 colon, Shout A Child of dick. Fire. See you, dick. Eat it. <laughs> this is directed by Zack Snyder with a screenplay by he, Kurt Johnstad, and Shay Hatton. It was released to Netflix on December 22nd, 2023. And as you have mentioned, Wayne, it is the first of a two- Part movie Thing. duology, I guess. It's produced by Zach's wife, Deborah, Eric Newman, Zach Snyder again, and Wesley Collar. And it stars Sophia Botella, Jaimon Honsu, Honsu, Ed Screen, Mike Huseman. Oh, what was he on Game of Thrones? He was, uh, he was, um, he Dario was, um, Naha- no, I think he was, yeah, okay. And then he got replaced, and then he got replaced by Beardman, yeah, Duna Bay, Ray Fisher, Charlie Hunnam, and Anthony Hopkins. The budget is apparently 166 million, but that's shared with part two, says the note here on Yeah, that's a bit better. Wikipedia. Which, you know, on that basis I have to say if it's half and half, that's it looks pretty good. This this movie for that amount. Wayne, what is Rebel Moon all the rest of it about? (laughs) Um, here's what I got on the line. When a peaceful settlement on the edge of a distant moon finds itself threatened by the armies of a tyrannical ruling force, a mysterious stranger living among its villagers becomes their best hope for survival. I assume that means the girl. There it does. It does indeed mean Cora. Mm. In terms of critical reception, strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen, especially if you're a Snyder stan on Rotten Tomatoes. 23% of 124 critic reviews are positive with an average score of 4 out of 10. On Metacritic, unbelievably, uses the weighted average. This one has given an assigned score of 31 out of 100. Higher. Based on 35 critics, yeah, indicating generally unfavorable reviews. Isn't the tomato meter high, though? Like, you will find the tomato meter for audience last time I looked was 69% okay. positive. So that is a massive difference. Maybe speaking to the volume of people who love Zack Snyder, maybe speaking to the fact that this is not a critic kind of film. No. Let's be honest. It is a popcorn, try and have some fun, pew pew, shoot em up, sci fi, rollicking western adventure, which borrows heavily from at least three other sources and probably more that I didn't recognize. Well, now, Netflix and everyone is promoting this the following way. Basically, the the story goes that Rebel Moon was Zack Snyder pitching to Disney. Correct. This is my Star Wars movie. And they said, thanks, no. And then Netflix is like, we'll make it. But obviously, you can't make it a Star Wars movie. So that's why I think people were interested. Oh, this was going to be and one a of Star those Wars one movie. of those massive influences. Is clearly Star Wars. We'll get into that in spoilers. Oh, we'll talk about that. But let's start with non-spoilers of all. First of all, Wayne, no, nothing here. Nothing here. Ruin your experience of the film. Just our general impressions, and then we'll get into it in detail after the sound drop that marks that point. Wayne, what did you think of Rebel Moon? Let me start with an observation that came to my when uh, when I was watching this thing here. Zack Snyder. Now you may love him, you may hate him. I personally love some of his stuff. Me too. I'm a big early Zack Snyder fan. 300, I... Watchmen. I love both those things. Yeah, right? you're, a, you're a bigger fan of Watchmen than I think that's a good film as well. Yeah. 300 is, is amazing. It's an excellent, excellent film. I think everything he's ever filmed since then has really borrowed heavily from it. Though we go back to, uh, sorry, Dawn of the Dead, the yes. remake. Did he write that? great film. I don't know if he wrote that or not. No, James Gunn wrote it from memory. Okay, good. So here's what I think about yeah. Zack Snyder, right? People can, you might say, oh, he's a great director because he shoots so beautifully. And that is his thing. I actually think he's not a good director. He's an excellent, excellent DP or cinematographer. Because 
as a shooter, I think he's unparalleled in terms of his style. Like he's one of the few guys you can tell a Zack Snyder film purely because of the grandiosity of how his frames look. His mother was a painter, and you can kind of tell where right, that influence that. came from because his shit looks like paintings, right? That's how beautiful they are, and they're very, very um, hero shotty kind of like things. And the way the camera moves, the special effects—they are always, always beautiful. And I think that's why Three Hundred and Watchmen. And maybe like Dawn of the Dead, which I have not seen, is so good. For the for the first two at least, that was a comic that he developed, which means he's literally yeah. working from a storyboard other, that's other already material. there. Right? So he's he's all he has to do is make the shot transition beautifully, which he's really good at. Now, when he writes himself, it is not great. Like it still looks kind of good in places, but he doesn't know as much about writing as he does about shooting. And that's what I think is going on here. This movie is like a Fabergé egg. Very beautiful, very expensive, but hollow. When he's doing things like exposition, he <gasps> it's so like <laughs> it's not good. Like he he will the, the old the old uh, rhetoric, you know, show don't tell in a movie. Mm-hmm. What he does is this hybrid of each, where it's just I'm talking and then I'll show you the flashbacks. That doesn't count as show. What he's doing instead is like well, this starts beautifully, where it's like I think it looks really great. The CGI in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. If you're opening the show, it's got to be amazing looking. I think it's very good. You want to draw people in. You don't want to put them off immediately. Absolutely. I think there are very, very interesting ideas about the mix between technology and nature in this film, insofar as some of the characters, like there are robots, but the robot washes its own face and things like that. It's like, okay, well, this isn't quite... (laughs) The robot blushes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But I'm like, what is this exactly? And I think that's a theme that that would have been explored in this had he actually explained anything. And, and those things are interesting, but what the problem with this film is, in my opinion, is that once you... Okay, so in spots, the, it looks great and everything. Once you start to try and figure out the show and, try and, and, and engage in the plot and try and right. look into the back characters, it gets kind of boring. And I think the reason is he doesn't really... It seems like a lot was cut out of this film. It oh. seems like a lot of backstory it yep. just is not there. Yep. And I got some intel on that for you. Do you? Okay, mm-hmm. good. Because it's about two and a bit hours. Is that right? Yeah, we, if you count, literally the credits go for 12 minutes at the end of this, mm-hmm. of this thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's two hours 15 on the time, run time that Netflix tells you, but literally it's a pretty much a spot on two hour film. Well, I've heard a story that he's that they're releasing a director's cut. Right. So tell me, here tell is me. the intel. I, got, I guess this isn't a spoiler, Just so we can in, talk about in, it now. Yeah. He conceived this to be his violent. Once Star Wars said no, he went down his pathway, which is he's a more R rated. R rated, sort of call it that, or. I don't want to say adult. That's not the right word. It is adult. films are quite... Play with some interestingly serious themes, but often in a very... Well, there's threats of rape well, about, in this one. Yeah, but think about uh, Sucker Punch and all that, what was going on in that film. It's a really dark film. Oh, yeah, but very it's played dark. with this really weirdly deft, light hand in a weird way. Mm. But anyway, look. So he wanted this to be sort of violent, sleazy, sexy version of Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. And so apparently he made a film that's R-rated, which runs considerably longer. I don't know how much longer. I haven't seen that written anywhere. Mm. He described that other film as being like from another dimension. It's so different. It's so much more violent and the like. Mm. And you can see there are moments in this film yeah. where it cuts away from something really important. Again, we have to wait for spoilers for that. Where it's clearly cut to save from that violence. Like, whoa, that was a jarring cut. Looked terrible. Mm. Terrible. It's almost to the point where you have to wonder whether or not what you thought happened happened yep. to that character. Yep. So it just does not work at that level. Before I go any further then, because mm-hmm. there is one... Actually, no, I'll say this. Zack Snyder has also said this film takes place in the same universe as his Army of the Dead. What? 
Because yeah. apparently there's an alien spaceship at one point in a background of Army of the Dead. That's that Netflix one, right? With yeah. Dave Bautista. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, fucking, okay. just cause I wouldn't I wouldn't even I can't remember that movie so whatever right yeah, I thought that was fascinatingly interesting he's trying to create his own shared universe <laughs> just the Snyderverse yeah by, by connecting it in probably that means Batman's running around somewhere who knows well no I know that's not yeah, true yeah I know Wayne then overall like dislike middling middling to dislike okay in that case no need for the Negatron button because you've summarised my reaction 100% tell me what well. you think my friend this film as you say, looks really great in places. There are moments that are jaw-droppingly pretty in the looks. Especially now, I see it's only made for somewhere in the order of $80 million. Mm. I honestly thought it was a $150 million film. Mm. So credit where credit's due on that regard. The writing is atrocious. Yeah, it should have. Some of the dialogue in this film is so on the nose and oh, like groan-inducing. People don't talk that. Not even in sci-fi elevated fantasy fucking space operas. Nope. So poorly put together. The characters are one note. To such a fault that it's almost embarrassing. This film basically is Korra doing the Seven Samurai yep. slash Magnificent Absolutely. Seven. 100% but not in any good way. And we just go follow her journey from one person yep. to the next person. One place to the next place. One place to the next place. They all look pretty much exactly the same. They're either brown or they're dark. That's it. Yep. And you get nothing about any of these worlds, nothing about any of these characters stick there. They've all got a grievance. With a couple of them, like, what grievance? What Did we even establish why they were throwing? And they all throw in bro, immediately. Bro, the one particular character, I'm like, why? Literally, they spent one minute on just yeah. Tim, and now he's in the group. I'm like, why? I don't There is no reason for him to just turn up. At all. I was like, huh? So that was bad enough. Then there's a few other very distasteful decisions, like making the bad guys be Nazis. What are you doing? Okay, let's talk about that, right? So on the nose. One, making the bad, the worst guys in the in the the, the soldiers all you know white South African dudes is such a cliche. Right? That's one thing. That was bad enough. That was bad enough. Having them be like Ed's Green's character Noble. Having him be a straight-up Nazi. Well, the, I believe that's a throwback because the, the Imperial Guard in Star Wars were modelled after Nazi uniforms and things like that. Yeah, and I get that, but they're, they're, for whatever reason, maybe maybe because you've had a lot longer, maybe because we are more woke now, but 40 years ago, 45 years ago, yep. sure. Yeah, the thing is, now, there's, no, there's nothing interesting. find inter- something else. Exactly. There's nothing interesting about him to not redeem him necessarily, but make him... The best The best villains are ones that you can throw in or with oh, yeah. on some level, right? Like Thanos, right? Yep. We say it all the time. But um, Yes, exactly. So you kind of understand or, why they're Or they're wrong. so well put together and acted, Heath Ledger's Joker, that you don't have to understand Even where Even he from. is insane. Yes. So you're like, I don't have to understand. You I just have to watch you and it's amazing. Yep. This guy's just a cunt. Yep. So it's like, yeah. all right, well, what's... And all of them are cunts as well. Like, everyone in the entire thing is a C-note. So... You're a cunt. <laughs> you're a cunt now. You've always exactly. been a cunt. And so why, why would that be... You're going to become an even bigger cunt. Remotely, like... It's just not complex enough to be interesting. And that's the other thing. You touched on the, the, um, the other... You know, these places look kind of the same. I did not engage with the design no, of this place. I think that's fair. Like, there's a there's a basically a version of the Mos Eisley Cantina scene, oh, right? Oh, all right, we probably are getting to spoilers. All here. right, fine. All so right. I'm hit that button. We are still not exactly the same page. I also thought the action here was lacking compared to what it should have been. For what he does, arguably, yes. the further the action went, the worse it got for me. So the first yeah. action scene, I was like, okay, this is all right. And then the next couple of my, I don't even understand where people are and what they're doing here. Yeah. yeah. Wh- and who's in relation to who? And I'm sure Wayne will get to it. 
I'm sure the final action scene pressed every button that you have in the just fucking shoot oh them. Oh my god! Yeah, all right, good. We'll get there. Yep. Let's so get uh, let's get into it on the other side of this. So basically, middling to negative reviews from both of us. Mm. This is not a good film. Nope. Yeah, it's disappointing, really, because that trailer is fucking beautiful and amazing. And I, even though it's Zack Snyder, even though his re- recent record's not great, I don't think I've hated on anything he's done. This is arguably his worst film. Uh, I'm going to give that to Sucker Punch, but okay. Yeah, Sucker Punch yeah. not good, actually, either. But um, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go then. Uh, on the other side of Jack. You can't handle the truth. And maybe if you're a Snyder stan, you're now switching off and one-starring us in a great big rush. That message is for you. It's... To objectively defend this film as a good film, you would have to be high as a fucking kite. You're allowed to like it because I like my shit, but you can't defend it as a good film. Well, yeah. I mean, all right, look, let's get into this because I got a whole list of fucking grievances here. (laughs) Okay. Um, Take us away. Okay, let's see here. All right. So now there are 100,000 slow-mo shots in this film. All right. And don't get me wrong. Ramping shit up is, is cool when used in small measure. You know what in Jaws, you know what Steven Spielberg didn't do? What? That shot where he's rushing the camera forward while pulling back on the ratchet focus. Mm. So Brody's in the foreground, everything yep. back. He did that once. Yeah. And that's why it's so fucking cool. Exactly. If he did that 19 times in that movie, or God forbid 347, yeah. it would suck. Well, yeah, exactly. And so, and look, that's Zach, sort of his trademark, so I kind of understand him being remotely heavy-handed with it. But this was a lot. And it was a lot of jumping and landing and swinging and anything that could be slow mode. There was a moment, Wayne, yeah. where a dog ran into trees in slow mode. Yeah, that's right. And then the dog came out of the trees in slow mode. With the bird. And the drop duck the dog dropped the bird yes. in slow I'm like, come on, Zach. Yeah. For fuck's sake, this film honestly would have been hundred and five <laughs> minutes and just played it at normal motion. Well that's his thing though, right? Like now this is one thing, right? You know, we're talking about the most sizey thing. Let's get into that, right? Oh, that was so fucking... That bar looks like just a dive bar on Earth. It does not look special. It's nothing like remotely... And it didn't have a single part... No, this. Exactly. But also, I mean, I imagine that was a throwback from what he did, right? But... um, It even had the girl who looked like she's from Return of the Jedi with the the sort of tusky things come out of her head. Yes. That was one moment I went, whoa... Too, too close. Yeah, and the creature design, even when it's trying to be close, isn't that good. I don't, I didn't look at any, and engage with anything in this. Like with Star Wars, you see those dudes playing the trumpet clarinet thing. You see the guy, you know, like I don't like you, and my friend doesn't, like, you know. It, I, I don't know. Maybe it was because we were easy I'll to impress. Yeah, I'll be dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> at least we were easy to discuss back then, right? Sorry, easier to impress back then. Sure. Right? But what I really think has happened here is that the way he's treating the character exposition. You, you, could, you could describe it like this. Since we're comparing it to Star Wars, if Luke Skywalker had just said to Ben Kenobi, I'm bored on this planet and I want to be adventurous and I want to have a spirit, that, that's, what would, that's, that's this movie's version of Star Wars. Because in Star Wars, what's, what Luke did was he actually had this argument with Uncle Owen and his, and his mom and his stepmom or whatever. Yeah. And, I'm bored here. This happens. It's like, stay away from that Ben guy. And then that scene ends with him looking longingly into the two sons. Yeah, that's right, right? And you as an audience member, you're involved in that because you're there for seeing his feelings. Whereas over here, she's just explaining that she was in love. She's explaining that she used to do yeah, this thing. Yeah, as you said, there's and, a lot of Yeah, and so you don't have time to, to think about it. Like, she's in love with this dude. Okay, well, did we see any moment with them? No. Did we see any moment with her and her father? No. We just are told that they had this experience. You know I mean? And it doesn't feel like you're engaged yeah. at all. No, I think it's a fair criticism for sure. My biggest complaint of this film really boils down to its very strange pacing. Mm. It feels so rushed in places where it needed to breathe, where we needed to have those understand why 
Kai, so Charlie Hunnam's character, throws in. Because mm. later on, of course, here again, spoiler section, he betrays them. Yeah. And he was the character I was referring to where he gets shot in the head. He's dead. Yeah. yeah. But you see it for a split of a second, but we can't see a single moment of gore or yeah. anything like that. So it cuts away. So I legitimately wasn't sure if Farmer Boy killed him or not. To me, but he we didn't saw him again. People didn't saw him again. I say he dead. He he got it under the chin. Yeah, so he would have gotten killed. But it was like what? Uh, that was so fast, it, it and I expected at least away. a shot of his body on the ground yeah. twitching or something. No, nah, didn't even didn't do even that. give us that in a film this fucking long. What are you doing? Exactly. And since we're on Charlie Hunnam, I do not buy his fucking English uh, uh, Irish, Irish, accent. Irish accent. It is the worst, most put on Irish accent, and he's a Brit, so he should be able to swing Just it why easy. Why not be a Brit? Just, Just be, be a Brit. Brit. Just, Just be, a Brit. be a normal. Why did he have to be Irish? Maybe he was so fucking bored by his one note. All the characters are one note. One Arguably, he was the most energetic of them all. Well, he's got a. T- and when got Charlie arc. Hunnam is the best actor in your, 100%. you are in big fucking trouble. Exactly. I've I never... don't buy Sophia Batella as this. As this hair, I mean, she's fine physically in terms of her capacity to rip someone to shreds. Yeah. I believe that. But when she's giving her impassioned moments, I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did. I think I don't, I don't think her performance was terrible, but I'm, I'm the mostly, writing for I'm her mostly actor. blaming the writing. Yeah, it's the writing. It's in- not so much her acting. Okay, so Jarman Honsu. Okay, let's Honsu. go with that. He's a ex general who's disgraced because what happened? We don't never know. Get told. Don't know. But also, he, but he's oh my god, he's a tactical genius. Where so we just let him be drunk in this all powerful evil empire. Just lets him be drunk on this planet somewhere. That's right. And <laughs> and literally his entire introduction and kind of like genesis or whatever is like he's a drunk cunt, but he's a gladiator of some sort, presumably. Then this he's robot in, washes in, him he's in, in some mint fucking condition for a bloke who's been exactly. on the piss for about exactly. how many years. Right. And so he just gets washed and they're like, she's like, weren't you a King Dick fucking general yeah, once? He's I'm like, in. and then bang, he's on the fucking thing. That's a great description of this entire, entire <laughs> film. Cora goes somewhere. He's about to get shot by some sexual predator who's hitting on Farmer Boy. Yep. And then Charlie Hunnam saves her and he's like, she's like, oh, you want to join us? He's like, merp, <laughs> merp. <laughs> then they go to, to the world where some dude is a prince or something or other didn't really quite Hang catch that. Hang on a that. sec. Yeah, get this, right? So we go to this the, the world where you talk about the the, dude, the beautiful man with the bird. Long, that, that, long hair. Long hair, right? Yep. He's got a, an agreement with a slaver or something and he's like, I tell you what. If he can tame this griffin bird yep. thing or whatever it is, right? Then I'll let you go. But if not, you all in chains, right? And merp. And merp. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's a, so then there's this like, okay, he does this thing and he's like, you know, the, your bird, you've got the same problem as me. Uh, we hate ourselves. The bird does not hate itself, okay? It's no, a bird, right? Uh, he, he probably just stopped short of doing the Crocodile Dundee, buddy. Yeah, yeah. He probably finger. just did that, right? <laughs> At least he rode this one, right? But here's the thing. If you're already under slavery. Yeah. Why didn't the slaver just say, I need that fucking thing trained and you can do yep. it, so fucking go do it. Very what? good question. Makes no sense, right? There's <laughs> a fair bit doesn't make much sense in this movie. Bro, and then at the end, like you mentioned, at the very, very end, he's like, ah, Prince Furberger or whatever yep. your name is. It's like, wait what? a minute, he what? was a prince huh? the whole time? And yeah. then it's never mentioned again. Yeah. And you're like, what? Either you cut out all of that yes. shit. That's what happened. That's what I firmly believe happened. They cut all this stuff out. I don't know why. And if you're putting it in the back film, that's so ass around backwards. You've got to cut up a four-hour film into something that is at least palatable. We all, you and I infamously don't like Kill Bill Part 2 as much as like Kill Bill Part mm, 1. Mm. But it's still a, an accomplished film. It's not a terrible film by any stretch of imagination. No, no, it's just a different film. It's so not as, anyone near as good, I think, as Kill Bill Part 1. That's why I think it was. like We liked. We were expecting another Kill Bill and then it's a, such a different film, yes. but it was still good, right? Yeah. 
So Where if, if you're saving all this explanatory, expository, explanatory mm-hmm. stuff for the second part, too late, mate. You've already yeah. half the audience. They like, won't watch that second one. Why would I come back to this? We probably will because we'll probably be struggling for things to review at that <laughs> point in time. But the average punter, there's no way that second one gets as many eyes across it as this first one has. Well, we think. Well, I've I've heard a story that Netflix is planning on allowing him his director's cut, right? Well, the R-rated version. Yes, and they're going to release that later. Release that one. Be, exactly. What they're trying to do is get you to, to come back twice. So I'm not going to ding this film because Netflix are a bunch of greedy pricks. Because mm. I don't think that's Zack Snyder's fault, and I don't think it's the film's fault. No, so, that's the only concession I will give it, though, because in every other way, this is shit. Well, and then uh, there is more or less met everywhere they go. Uh, the, the swordswoman who basically has what turns out Light to be lightsabers like oh my god how do you get away with that well, like, they're, they're they're reminded immediately in of that moment in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where Chris Rock's the like bomb. The Chris Rock's <laughs> oh, yeah. like someone better call George Lucas yeah <laughs> yeah agree completely when they lit up I was like what the and she did the whole tracer thing across the floor around her I'm yeah. like what the fuck you, you know, cannot do this Zack Snyder you know what I for for one, I was actually glad that happened because really? I, I was watching the movie going. I'm looking for more Star Warsy stuff. Let's face it, that's what? how you. That, I was. I was like, I want to see then how watch this fucking Star Wars. Well, I was. I wanted to see how he would have done Star Wars, and she comes up with initially they just blaze and then they they light up like like lasers. Why, so I'm like, oh, okay, so that's his. That was his lightsabers, whatever you know. But this movie reminded me of Beastmaster at times, like, <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> burp, burp. <laughs> And like you said, it's go to one place, find a person, recruit them for no reason, pick them up, fuck off somewhere oh, yeah, else. Without any, they all jump on board so fast. Yeah, and the, the and they're leaving their lives. I know. That I understand the, slave boy jumping on because that's better than being a slave. Yes, and I understand but that would be the drunken exception. general, like because well, he's like well, he may not even have a house, right? Well, so I don't really understand that because he's pretty happy drinking himself to death, although with his modded body, molded body, exactly, beautiful, exactly. And you don't get any insight about any of those other people no. as a result of them just coming on board. And also, when Charlie Hunnam goes like, you know, I'm a fucking, you know, whatever, and I've got to go, I've got, a, I've got a client who's, you know, big on time. So can we just drop off all my shipments? And I'm looking forward to leaving this life behind. I'm like, he either dies or he betrays them, right? And of course, he betrays them, yep. right? And then I'm like, if I was Fufia Buta, if I was the whatever Cora, right? Yeah, I'd be like, this is really, really suspicious. First of all, you're taking it everywhere for free. Accent, got an man. Irish accent, and so he's talking like bullshit. Totally, I fucking, trustworthy. Fucking leprechaun, and so it was—it <laughs> just doesn't sound remotely fucking like plausible. And then uh, there were so many moments in this film I just stopped me. What? And that no, was one of them. It's another one which really brought me to my like. And I must admit, we watched this over two nights. Wife got tired, went to bed. More than fair enough, she gets up way earlier than I do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy to leave it. I thought at the time because I was halfway through it, going, "All right, it's not great, but it's not bad." I don't understand why people are, ra- are ranting and railing about this shit. Like, mm. I was like, "This is a soft three stars, two and a half stars." At that point in time, the second half is way worse than the first half. Really dropped my score. We'll get there in a moment. Mm. But we turn it back on right around the point in time where they get to the woman who's got the swords in her planet. Yep. So oh, I was sort of making dinner while this part was on. So it's on me. I'm, I'm acknowledging this. I missed something. What the fuck was with Jenna Malone as a Spider Woman? Is that was it, Jim Moore? Yeah. Was it? Oh, okay. I didn't recognize her. That was. I a- don't understand how her killing the spider thing, where the farmer boy just goes and grabs the kid and runs away with it. Did she even say like, oh, "Okay, because the farmer boy did that, I'll come help you"? Like, what was her rationale for joining them? Seems like she needed to be there killing spider people. Which, by the way, spider people are a thing. Fucking kill them all. <laughs> well, I I think well, look, I think like functionally, the reason for that scene was to show that she's a good person by saving children from Spider Woman's illness, right? So that's that's what that scene. But why was are we even for. talking to Spider Woman? 
Because he wants to involve creature design within his his world. That's what he's doing. Well, I, I was it's stunned that we had a whole two minute fucking dialogue. Right, you you would get revenge too. But this kid's an innocent. Like what? Who? What are we talking about? Exactly. Revenge for what? Exactly. Stop it, Zack Snyder. Right. He's not telling us why she did this. I lost all my children. Really? When? Why? What well, happened? Well, because Who happened? I was spider people. That's what happens. Exactly. You stomp on the motherfuckers. That's it. Paul was there. He was pissing on them and oh, fucking letting no, them on fire. Not piss on them. <laughs> Put on fire first and not piss on them. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> this is what it is. It seems so random. The movie seems so... It's like he's just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks and none of it sticks. So... If you go back to 1950, whatever the fuck it was, and The Seven Samurai. Yep. Like, if there's criticism of that film, it's too slow. But I'll tell you what, you understand all those characters <laughs> and where they're coming from and why they're joining in and their rationale and motivation for it. Yeah. And I the- understand 2023, but you don't have the patience for that then. No. And you and I, myself probably... Well, you and I equally are big proponents for don't put in and make films unnecessarily two and a half hours long. 100%. This film absolutely needed to be two and a half hours long. It is another exception to the rule. I'm bamboozled by Netflix's or whoever edited this decision to cut it the way that they've cut it. It has rendered what might have been an okay film into a poor film. And that's really disappointing. And that's why I say stop writing, Zack Snyder. Just pick up someone else's shit and shoot the hell out yeah. of it like you always do. Or what you have done. The only concession I say, like I said, will give this movie is that it seems like it. Uh, he's, I think, actively said it's not my full vision, and that will come out soon. So but don't release this. That's right, because I, I don't think I'm going to go to that next one, Paul. Well, that's what we do, Wayne. You and I, we will make a podcast episode, and then we'll release a shitty version of it, and then we'll save <laughs> exactly. it for later. It doesn't because that will draw more people in. You that's right. fucking idiot. That's right. And again, like it doesn't seem like it's his call. So fine, but not really fine. Two other things I want to mention. Bring it. Before we... Bring re- it. Well, I ran my out and he or she would bring yep. it up, obviously, as well. There was one or two moments of absolutely terrible CGI in this film. And mm. the, the shot where the ship is flying into the planet where the rebels are being sort of shielded, hell housed by those, I don't know, fishy, squid-type creatures. The ship's flying in. And uh, it's, yep. There's terrible sort of shots behind just black buildings with just the occasional light on. It looked so bad. I'll have to look at another look at oh, that. I'm trying to remember. I, I was re- stunned at how awful it looked. And that was the thing. By that point in time, they obviously run out of some money, the CG effects department, because they were just making everything cloudy in the background, couldn't see shit. Deadline. That's what was going on. They were like, hey, this thing's dropping on Netflix in fucking 20 seconds. Like, hope Even you that guys final at. battle scene on that bridge thing, it's just all big boiling clouds behind it. Oh my God. The, the, okay. Are we talking about that now? Yeah, Go ahead. And this, and this is the other thing I want to mention. Bring the it. very final shootout. So, they've all been captured. Kai, Charlie Hunnam's character, has betrayed them. Yep. He basically, he's, he's a ruthless prick because he gives the... The, you know, what do you call it? Paralyzing agent where yep. it shoots something in between whatever vertebrae in the vertebrae, back yep. of your neck, yep. severing the spinal cord, apparently not killing them, but keeping them alive for whatever mm-hmm. horrible purposes that yep. they're going to have. And he puts it in the back of Cora's neck and he says, fire. So somehow, Farmer Boy, in all his infinite mm-hmm. training, mm-hmm. they're all <laughs> strapped into these, these exoskeleton monsters, whatever Things the whole robots that hold you yep. in place. He manages to rip this thing out, spin around, put it under Kai's chin, pull the trigger. Yep. And then somehow release her in the process. So she falls to the ground, somehow gets a gun off someone. Mm -hmm. One of the guards, presumably. It might have been her gun that he threw away. But no, he threw it to the side. So no. So she she gets a weapon, starts firing. Now, meanwhile, all our other main characters are... Still bound. Standing bound bound Mm -hmm. in the middle of this firefight. Not one person (laughs) of all the opposing guards thinks, oh, well, fuck it, and shoots them. Yeah. Not one. More importantly... Like, these people make excellent barriers. So if you were getting shot at, you'd hide behind one of those standing up things and they would Which get they fucking blown away. Did, yes. 
this is the thing, right? When he goes, when he puts the whatever the bolt gun into the back of yep. her head into that thing, he somehow knows by twisting it the other way and disengaging it, it lets her go. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't know that. Oh, I, I couldn't work that out either. My ass. Like, when you rip that out, it just automatically. It was well. That's the thing. It's 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 a really shitty reason. Like if he had sort of. It's really badly written. No, it's ho- it's shit. But it's really badly blocked that whole scene because like. Yeah. No one cops a bullet. No, no one. I'm like stormtroopers are bad at shooting. Yeah. But they could give these fucking guys lessons. Absolutely. And and you can see the bolts flying past her. What she's doing, I guess she's zigzagging a bit when she literally runs towards the volley of, of fire. Yeah, but that's one of your favorite, least favorite tropes as well. You know what? I would rather they miss than didn't fire at all. Yeah, like okay, people so running fire. up to you with a loaded gun. No, just but fire from where you are. The other five main characters are all just standing that, there. Exactly. And then they're hiding behind shit. And, like, and Noble's prepared to say, shoot everyone from the big ship. Just shoot the people who are standing there. Exactly. And you know what? If uh, uh, The girl somehow gets her swords, the, the yep. woman with the swords, and she's covering people up and that's fine, but I'm I'm really going to need to see you deflect a few she bullets. Did. did she? There was a moment where she crossed them in front of her and then bullets bounced off. Okay, that's okay. That's a, that's a bit better. Um, but yeah, it was... I don't know. You know what? I was thinking about this, right? So the bad guy was Dario Naharis. Was Farmer Boy the no, guy no, who no, replaced No, no, that's Farmer Boy. That's Farmer Boy. Farmer Boy was Dario. Yeah, no, I think... I think no, no, Ed Screen is the bad guy. Yeah, Ed Screen. Wasn't he initially Dario? Don't think so. i got to check this out. Right. I'm pretty sure it was. No, and then he was it. in the bad guy in Deadpool. Yeah, but I think he was also... Time to think music. <laughs> Insane in the Memway. Insane in his brain. Oh, God. Insane in the Memway. Ball choke on my ball. Well, am I, I going to choke on your balls? Yes, you are, because in fact, he, he was. did. Yeah, look. Oh, so he replaced him with him. Yeah. So these two actors have been the in same Game role. of well, Roles, playing the same go. roles. There you go. Oh, so he came into it late, Michael Huseman did for Ed Screen. Or was it the other way around? Ed Screen, Ed Screen was first, then yes. they replaced him for, for, for some reason. Uh, okay. There, there you, you go. go. I stand corrected. Wayne is not inside his memory, and I am choking on his balls. <laughs> Eat the, up. Uh, last pack then, Wayne. So Noble gets defeated, gets... <laughs> Oh, there's Noble, a big Noble coda. Gets, Noble gets sucked on by tentacles at whatever point just because it seems like it's a sexually high high to get out of doing this thing. Oh, yeah, that whole scene. That's not explained. No, but that was like their, their back to tank. I don't know what the fuck it was. His, his degraded sexually element of it. I don't know. <sighs> it, was, it was very weird. And then he gets thrown off this fucking platform. Yep. I don't care if you're a cyborg, which is what he's revealed to be as well. Mm. How the fuck are you fine after that? Well, isn't the idea that he was dead. They withdrew his essence or life force or brain or something and put it into an alternate body. That's what I thought happened. Mate, an I mean, I'm not going to argue body. with it again. Except so my take on it was he was there in this fire, but they somehow transmit him via the internet to, yeah. to the emperor. who turns out to be Cora's adoptive father because that's yeah. a reveal I think you're yep. meant to be surprised by. Uh, I totally assumed that would be him. And I don't even understand what Slain King they're serving anyway. Like, was he a good guy, a bad well, guy? Well, Slain King's Carrie Elwes, who was in it for one fucking scene. That's right. You don't get Carrie Elwes in for one scene of a film. What is going on? So anyway. we assume he, he turns up again. He's not really Slain. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, I have to suspect the daughter is really the, the little blonde girl. She's yeah. going to have to come back into Oh, she somewhere. brought him back to life because she brought the bird back to life. Maybe she did, but we didn't see that. No, no. That's we what I'm saying probably will happen, right? Anyway. So he was a good guy. They slain him. These other Nazis seem to be serving that Slain King. But is that, is that the idea here? No, no, no. The king's killed. Yeah. And they blame it on whatever rebellion it is. But yeah. it, no doubt it's the fucking regent who's taking over who killed the king and killed the daughter. And that's, that's what right. we're able to believe. We haven't seen what happened in that scene yet. So when Corey gets pulled out of the wreckage by the people on the planet mm. and goes into hiding or whatever else, 
She thinks the daughter's dead. I'd be genuinely surprised that case. I'm sure the daughter is still alive and is going to feature back in here. Well, as that's, that's the cop out of this thing, right? So Ed's green... But is killed, so you get the satisfaction uh, of killing the bad yes. guy, but now he's back again. Like, what, what? the fuck? Just, Just get a new bad exact- guy. Well, make well, it the, make it the, the regent. regent. Exactly. Right. So it's like, ah, fuck it. This seems like such a cheat. So now he's, he's, he's unkillable. Yeah, he's back again. So, like, nothing happens he, now. He falls four billion fo- uh, feet to his death. No, it's all right. He's not smashed. I'm sorry, you drop a machine from that height, still going to smash into fucking smithereens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a really sour taste. Now that I'm talking about it, I fucking hate it more. So there yeah. you are. <laughs> so let's, uh, I'm also dropping my score as we as we speak. I'll probably still just stick with... I'll go first, Wayne. Yeah. Big review this week of a film which probably doesn't deserve that much no. discussion or attention. Um, I'm going to give this one a, a low, low two stars, 37. Oh, 43. Okay, there we are. So around the same point. Yeah. Both fail. No, no, both fail. Both it's not fail. in my worst 10 of the year. There's a way worse films than this. No, out no, there. no. It's because it's not offensive. It's just kind it of would, shit. It would be in my top 10 dis- biggest disappointments of the year, though. I think I, maybe because I read some reviews, I wasn't that yeah, expecting that. That might much, have helped, but, yeah. You know, for yeah, sure. There you are. There you are. That's our thoughts on Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon hyphen part one, A Child of Light. Flaps. Fire. Fire. A Child of Fire. Was that the, was that the, the daughter? Because otherwise, who the fuck is a child of fire? Presumably, the daughter's the child of fire, but I saw no fire. Well, we saw her have warm shit up in her hands and then the bird fly away. That's a, that's, that's, that's a, a child of oven mitts. That's not <laughs> fucking fire. <laughs> a child of Jesus. That's right. <laughs> Resurrections, queen, princess, whatever, supreme. That's our thoughts. What did you think? Let us know via email or at thecountdownpodcast.com or via X at the Countdown PC. You can like and follow the show on Podbean where we host. And then also, of course, in our Facebook, this community is where we do most of our interacting with our wonderful fans. You can get there with the link in the show notes and the countdownpodcast.com for everything else countdown related. Thank you so much for joining us today. This last review of 2023. Yeah. Time dropping. We'll see you hopefully in 2024 when you can hear us wax lyrical about, I think Aquaman's up next. Aquaflaps. <laughs> Some of the early word that that's not coming. Oh, positive. well, that might be fun though. To just let's let's hope it's more fun than this. My name is Paul. My name's Wayne. And this has been the Soundboard. You're killing me, Smalls. And by Smalls, I mean Zach. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.